Interactive Artistry presents Death Stranding Discussion and Analysis, Episode 43. Release date announced at the Game Awards 2018, Worlds Will Change and Troy Baker's Tease. Greetings everyone, and welcome to the show. Before we begin, and as always, I would like to thank you all for the privilege of your time in watching or listening to this channel, and if you would like to ensure that it can continue, growing into the best version of itself that it can be, consider pressing the like, share, subscribe, or bell notification buttons, or becoming a patron. With all that expressed, let's begin. So, news. The Game Awards are just up ahead. As of this recording, there are exactly 30 days until the Game Awards, which will begin live streaming on various different platforms on Thursday the 6th of December 2018. The exact start time has not yet been confirmed, however, last year's ceremony commenced at 5.30pm Pacific Standard Time. It is widely known that Hideo Kojima, the creator, co-writer and director of Death Stranding, is a good friend of Jeff Keighley, creator and host of the Game Awards. Since 2016, the year in which the game was first announced, each one of these events has given the world a new glimpse at Death Stranding. Beginning with the reveal of Guillermo del Toro and Mads Mikkelsen, set amidst a bombed-out town, along with skeletal World War II soldiers, semi-organic tanks and planes, a one-legged doll, and a baby contained in a portable artificial womb. The year after, we were treated to an eight-minute extract in which we were introduced to the corpse disposal team, growling invisible entities that leave large, oil-filled handprints, looming translucent floating beings, grasping oil-covered humans that emerge from the ground, the colossal umbilical cord-having handhead titan, the crypto-biote-filled upside-down watery limbo dimension, a multi-limbed organism that feeds on unliving featureless corpses, a baby inside the stomach of Sam Porter Bridges, the protagonist, and the consequences of what we now know are called voidouts, enormous explosions that occur when Sam is attacked by these beings, which we have come to collectively refer to as chirals, a term which originated from Leia Sedu's character, who referred to Sam having a chiral allergy and the extinction factor. Needless to say, the amount, variety, and quality of Death Stranding material that the Game Awards has unveiled each year is without equal, and using the last two events as a precedent for prediction, where each reveal has been exponentially grander and more detailed than the last, I believe we can safely assume that this tradition will continue, and that what awaits us this year will be nothing less than our most powerful and exciting Death Stranding reveal ever, which could very well include a release date. Adding to this, we have Jeff Keighley's extremely hype-building teasers on social media and in the news about this year's ceremony being the biggest one yet in the history of the Game Awards. Mr. Keighley has regularly expressed how excited and incredulous he is about some of the reveals that this year's Game Awards will bring, which is really starting to build up, up anticipation levels and further fuel the flames of speculation that a release date, or at least a release year, will be announced for Death Stranding. The case for Kojima choosing the Game Awards to announce the release date is strong. For his entire career, Kojima has proven himself to be someone who goes against the grain and thinks outside of the box when it comes to his work, and to the manner in which his work is revealed through announcements and marketing. In other words, considering the Game Awards 
uh, while prestigious and being well on its way to becoming bigger and more popular with every passing year and being my personal favorite gaming event by far, it is not as globally followed as other events so far. Making the announcement of Death Stranding's release date at this year's ceremony um, would be consistent with Kojima's off-kilter creative spirit and marketing approach. Another precedent that bolsters the likelihood of a release announcement at this year's ceremony is the bond of friendship between Kojima and Keeley. Whilst Kojima has always presented himself outwardly in public with a sense of composure and being centred, particularly during the Konami controversy of 2015, Keeley has not made a secret of his support for Kojima over the years, even relating an experience where Keeley visited Kojima and witnessed the effect of Konami's treatment of him firsthand. In some ways, Keeley is the fiercely loyal, emotionally expressive ying to Kojima's measured and composed yang. And similar to Kojima's bond with Mr. Del Toro, I believe the game director keeps the company of those in whom he is able to confide about his true emotional and psychological state. And that can reflect and show the emotion that he himself does not naturally show. Whether it was openly calling out Konami on their to this day incomprehensible decision to forbid Kojima from attending the ceremony to accept his award, to his impassioned speech of support, admiration and respect for how Kojima handled the debacle with such dignity, perspective and patience, it is clear that Kojima reciprocates this appreciation, fondness and friendship right back to Jeff, and I can't think of a more fitting place to announce the release date for a game that is largely the result of Kojima's friends rallying behind him in a difficult time to create something that is by far and away the most honest and unleashed expression of who the man is as an artist and a person that has ever been made. As a closing thought and to offer my own predictions, I believe that, much as has been the case with every glimpse we've seen of Death Stranding, what we will experience will be entirely impossible to properly predict, or even begin to explain at first. Worlds will indeed change, and yes, I officially predict that 2019 will appear at the end of the reveal. Troy Baker's Tease The following is a quote from an interview with Troy Baker that took place in the past few weeks. It's big, it's weird. <laughs> This is the transcript of the exchange at Argentina Game Show. The person in the crowd. What can you tell us about Death Stranding and the voice you have in it? Troy Baker. Dude. Ponders what he's allowed to say. Um, I can finally say that I'm in it. That was a fun secret to keep after somebody, and I've put a bracket here, that would be Emily O'Brien, uh, who... Um, posted a picture of her and Troy Baker and Norman Reedus recording for Death Stranding and doing performance capture. Yeah, that was a fun secret to keep after somebody posted a picture of me on set with Norman. Uh, ah, yeah, I play. Hesitates. They haven't announced the character's name. So, the man in the golden mask. Person in the crowd. I almost got you, Troy Baker, huh? Yes, he says, smiling. Person in the crowd says, I almost got you. And Troy Baker says, yeah, man. This close makes an inch with his fingers. Cheeky bastard and smiles. Ah, so Norman and I shot for about two weeks on it. He's super rad. He's really throwing his all into this game. He's got an amazing work ethic. We, and he laughs, had some interesting scenes together. Uh, and that you guys have not even begun 
to imagine, you know, he interrupts himself. Uh, it's a huge game. The scope of the game is huge. If you know anything about Kojima, he doesn't do small. It's weird, and it's big. And it's something that I was fascinated to notice that, and I hope it's okay that I say this, he had the entire game in his head. For like two years, something ridiculous like that. I may be wrong about the exact amount of time, didn't write it down in any notes, Just ha he just had it all up here, gestures to his head. And if you ever wanted to ask him anything, he could go, you know, flipping through files, you know, that he made that sound with his mouth, and he could tell you the exact fact. It was the same with Metal Gear. I've never done work like this with someone who required this much trust. Trust because it's like you're going through it blind. And he assembled an incredible cast of people to pull off a fantastical game. It's trippy, it's weird. I have no idea when it's coming out. Uh, and I believe I'm finished shooting, uh, so I believe my role and everything interrupts himself again. I believe Norman is finished too, but I could be wrong. I just want to play it. I just want to play it. Though, no much, though not much else needs to be said here, I will offer my thoughts as to what Troy Baker may be alluding to here. Let's break down what he has said piece by piece and speculate from there. So his big spiel here is um, starts with Norman and I shot for about two weeks. So this would lead me to believe that the man in the golden mask, um, unless they condensed a lot into the two weeks and everything was pre-prepared ahead of time, because you can count, you can shoot literally uh, like uh, a good goodness me what am i saying like at least like a couple hundred hours of work if you've um, planned it all out in time and so that's what i kind of think that like some people thinking oh he's only shot for two weeks he's uh, he's not as major of a character i don't think that's that really has basis because um you can get a lot done in two weeks especially if it's planned ahead of time even making space for improvisation so i believe that he's actually quite a major character and that he um has a, quite a, quite a huge stake in the plot as as a character. Some people referring to him a bit as uh, you know like the patches uh, of uh, of this title the same way that you know there's that character patches from Dark Souls. I think there's something uh, far you wouldn't get just Troy Baker. You wouldn't get Troy Baker with his uh, performance chops, you know, as Joel in The Last of Us to perform a character that was just something on the sidelines. Um, and some people might say, well, Otacon, uh, sorry, um, uh, Ocelot, you know, from uh, Metal Gear, that still had a lot of compelling, like hefty sort of dramatic uh, elements. And I think that this will be even um, more pronounced. And then, uh, you know, seeing that he's doing this work with the protagonist himself, you know, he says that he shot with Norman for two weeks. It doesn't say that uh, he shot, he didn't shoot with anyone else for a longer time. So he may have shot with Norman for two weeks, Leia for four weeks, Mads for one week. You know, like we, we don't have the complete information about how much he's shot for this title. Um, so they speculate away on that one. So he says, you guys have not even begun to imagine. And that is saying something, because I would say, you know, over the past couple of years, we have done a lot of imagining and speculating. And I, I know that uh, Troy isn't, he's, he's pretty connected with the, with the folks on the internet. You know, he probably knows about the speculation. And, um, you know, we've really gone places, especially, you know, even on this program, you know, we're on our 43rd episode uh, of this uh, coverage. And uh, we, I feel as though I, I would humbly say that we've explored quite a few ideas um, and quite outlandish ones at that, reading some theories, uh, some very articulate, in incredible, like mind-bending, fourth wall-breaking theories. And uh, to say, for, for Troy to say that even uh, given that, you know, even taking that into account that we have, like we can't begin to imagine, that's, that's it's all you want to hear. It's, it's the, the best thing you want to hear for this sort of, uh, for this sort of game. Because, um, 
anyone worrying that we are like spoiling ourselves by delving into it as much as we are i just i genuinely think that uh, kojima has a um a penchant for uh yeah just doing completely his own thing regardless of anticipations or expectations and i'm sure he's made uh yeah like i mean he's made decisions with this death stranding i believe marketing wise which makes sure that we don't know essentially anything ahead of playing it so it's going to be good so he says uh could you had the entire thing in his head i completely fully believe that um uh, the you know we hear articles we see articles about uh, you know him having made this game in record time uh, young year actually recently did a video i listened to it this morning of um of, of yeah just reminding us that sony have gone on record saying that uh, kojima made this in, in record time and i believe them i believe that this was a some things fell into place when something really like uh, sort of core shifting happens the way that it happened with uh kojima with konami it has this way of you know people have the choice of to come out of a very traumatic or dramatic um heavy period of life they can come out of it with sort of a wounded perspective a, 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 you know a, a victimhood you know and and like sh like shriveling into yourself and, and going into that space of um you know yeah like wounded you know but um and then some people channel that into focus, like battle focus, as I called it. And I think that's what Kojima has done, for sure. Um, so, yeah, the idea that uh, Troy was able to go up to Kojima and ask him anything about his character and about the world and that he was able to answer straight away with that, I totally believe that. So, so I love uh, how he puts here, you know, I've never done as much... I've never done work with someone that required as much trust. I think that further adds to the uniqueness of what awaits us in terms of he mentions the scale, but he mentions very much the weirdness and the trippiness. So that would require a lot of trust in the same way that I think, you know, um, maybe someone like David Lynch would need to say, hey, no, no, I'm holding this silent frame for this long for this reason because of this character, because of this, you know. So there's, there's trust, uh, I believe, on the um, both the director's part of, of his, um, you know, actors that he's chosen and then on the actor's part you know trusting the director that um these unusual i just i love that because um it's not run of the mill it's not treadmill it's not um sorry uh conveyor belt uh you know creative work making you know or uh, video game development it's it's something where they're in uncharted territory and when you're in uncharted territory you require trust big time and um, it's very exciting to to think about what, what awaits us and to imagine what awaits us um so yeah he says i just want to play i just want to play it i love it because troy uh fantastic actor i like to call him the uh um uh, he's very prolific that's the thing he's, he's very uh very good at what he does but he's been in a lot so i was going to say the daniel day lewis but daniel day lewis hasn't done as many i would say maybe like the joaquin phoenix because he's done a bit more films than the daniel day lewis he's um yeah the same the way that some people have said i think jj no um uh, Guillermo del Toro has said that Kojima is the Spielberg. Oh, I just walked into it. So, you know, how Spielberg has collaborated with um, Tom Cruise. Well, I think that Troy Baker is the Tom Cruise of, um, uh, of, of, of yeah, video games. Um, and I think Tom Cruise either has won or has been nominated for a few Oscars. So he's got chops, but he has that prolif prolificity, you know, that uh, makes me draw that comparison. And I just immediately thought, yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom, Troy Baker is totally the Tom Cruise of, uh, um, of video games for sure. So, but yeah, so I just figured I'd jump into there, give my thoughts on some of those. Radio. Kojima briefly appears in a photo at Apple event. All right, so I posted about this on Reddit myself. 
and I titled it Spotted Some Guy and His Friend on the Screen at the Apple Keynote Yesterday. And it was uh, J.J. Abrams and uh, Hideo Kojima who appeared very briefly um, on stage, you know, when Tim Cook was presenting the new uh, MacBook, which I love my MacBooks and I love my Apple stuff. And it seems that to both J.J. and um, uh, Hideo make use of the, you know, they're, they're, yeah, like for me, it's not about loyalty to a particular company. It's just, I just like the thing to do the thing that I need it to do, you know, regard and, and just consistently Apple just seemed to prioritize this sort of human intuitive simplified process. And again, to each their own, a lot of people like the more, um, you know, uh, Samsung and such that, you know, have more like options and customization and it's just not what I use tech for, but yeah, to each their own. So I figured I'd mention that there. It's nice to see them up here. Uh, I just wasn't expecting them to, so that's really cool. Uh, and the context was uh, who who uses like it was this slideshow saying who uses this their um, their devices and um, uh, you know I can't remember who else. <laughs> there you go. No, there there was a few quite famous people you know shown using um, Mac stuff and uh, Apple stuff and yeah they appeared and I I like that and I just wanted to share it there. So please hold on. So this refers to a Instagram story that um, Kojima shared where he was, um, yeah, I took a screen capture of it, posted it to Reddit, and um, please hold on refers to, you know, holding onto the railing or be, be careful when you're moving around in airports, like hold onto your luggage kind of thing. But uh, please hold on also means like, we're just, we're almost there. So I don't know if it was intentional on his part, but um, but yeah, we are only only actually i said 30 at the beginning i wrote that when it was 30 days it's actually less it's probably like 28 days from now so and just play red dead until then folks promise so figured i'd add that there so kojima teasing a little bit of um what awaits us not teasing really as in showing anything but uh you know whether consciously or not posting that please hold on thing to his instagram story you know i think we're building up to something big kojima at Sony headquarters. So we saw about 10 days ago, Kojima heading over to, um, yeah, the headquarters of Sony. And um, there's a photo here that I'm looking at of uh, him in front of the building there with the um, Spider-Man logo sort of suspended suspended between the two buildings there, um, which is really cool. And uh, number one comment on the Reddit here is, Hideo Kojima at his flyest, is the flyest, get it? Because... Um, you know, fly in the web, in the web. I mean, I understood it to be that, but, uh, you know, as in flies get caught in webs, but straight up isolated from that. He's just a fly dude. Very, very rockstar kind of guy in his own way, like Tweety geeky rockstar almost. Okay. Troy's character is duplicitous and mischievous. All right. So this is 26 days ago. I know that's outside of usually the sphere, but I've been away on travel. So I'm revisiting this one. From user T-N-A-E-L-L-A. -L -L -A. YT comment claims, YouTube comment, claims that Troy Baker's character is going to be mischievous, a mischievous frenemy similar to Patches from Bloodborne. Was this confirmed? So Aiden Harvey on Instagram says, worth mentioning, Kojima stated in an interview that Troy Baker's character, the guy with the golden mask, will basically be a Patches character. If you play Dark Souls, then you know who Patches is. If you don't know Dark Souls, Patches is a side character mer or merchant uh, that you can encounter throughout the game. Also, mini bracket here. Someone mentioned that, like, because they did it. It was a cast compilation, so someone put together these amazing, uh, this amazing like 
collection of everyone who's visited Kojima offices that they believe will be involved in the game and that has shown themselves to be scanned, like, uh, for example, Jennifer Roberts. And in the corner, it says Grimes, question mark, Corey Barlow, question mark, why not? And uh, one of the comments said that uh, Grimes captured, you know, uh, scanned and everything, photogrammetry, all that. And she plays, this is the speculation, and she plays like a, a merchant in the world of Death Stranding, like an eccentric merchant. Someone was like, I fucking want that. I'm like, I fucking want that too. So close bracket. So yeah, if you don't know Dark Souls, Patches is a side character slash merchant that you encounter throughout the game. He is mischievous and can make your life difficult, but he can also help you in various ways. Kojima stated that his character has morally grey beliefs. He also plays a vital slash lead role in the game's story, and you will encounter him in random parts of the game. Or in this case, he will find you. He will also help you, such as give you info or items to make your quest less hard, as well as make your life difficult, as shown in this trailer. This one fact alone shows how awesome this game is going to be. So, and then the number one comment is, so Ocelot, question, uh, you know, question mark, from erk uh, e 0 so I'm going to upvote that, because, you know, let the legend come back to life, here we go, suffering intensifies, fantastic, fantastic. Really, it's all there, sort of essentially self-explanatory. And I mentioned I touched on uh, Troy's character earlier when I was in that previous news item. But you know what? Um, if we think that there's going to just be a straight-up repeat of the Ocelot-type dynamic, I mean, we hear the voice, the voice is similar. There's some dark stuff awaiting with this. We can't even Can we even really call him a person when he's behind that mask? We don't know. I think something very unique is going to happen with this character. It's just a gut feeling that I have, so there you go. Archilect redirects to Kojima Productions. So this is from user Batsy88, 13 days ago. Hi there, TTSG says. There's a little more to this finding, actually. I'm sure many people tried using this link before. I know I did. It didn't work before, and the first web archive snapshot was created 10 minutes after I found it. Little bracket for people who don't know. So Archilect is a, a Twitter account that... Um, has been known to have some like Death Stranding related activity. I think that's the sort of long and short of it. Um, and there's been speculation in the Death Stranding community that uh, it's possibly related to an ARG. Um, uh, and there's, there's basically mystery around it. And Kojima has, I think, re retweeted it a few times. So, But it's very much on the, on the down low, uh, you know, under the radar. So let's read what CTSG has to say. Hi, there's a little more to this finding, actually. I'm sure many people tried using this link before. I know I did. It didn't work before, and the first web archive snapshot was created 10 minutes after I found it. So what made me th try this link again? Death Stranding ARG and a letter we received that day from, character, from a character we know as Robin55. A couple of months ago, we found a set of real-life coordinates spread across Europe. Yesterday, user Jack visited Austrian coordinates, as a and as a reward, we've been given this letter. Later this day, user Tsuki found out some of the letters have small vertical lines drawn next to them. This is amazing, by the way. I had no idea it went this deep and into sort of the real world. Hmm. He marked them out, and apparently, if you read them from up to down, it says Undream. For those of you who don't know, Undream.net is a website of Pack, creator of Archilect. Here is the letter. I highly encourage you to join the Death Stranding ARG because it's been a crazy ride for us almost a year now. We're a small group working on this probably unofficial ARG and we're desperate for new people to help us. Regulars will be happy to walk you through the basics once you join. Here's the invitation link. That's just kind of them. You can head to the, I'll be posting all of this in the um, description for you to uh, visit these people's posts. Anyway, there's more. You probably knew about 204863.com before. 
This website is four years old and according to Web Archive, it's been always playing radio.mp4. The late a web archive snapshot providing this from 2308-2018. After I found archilect.com forward slash 204863, I decided to revisit the site, and to my surprise, it's been playing a different video, hell.mp4. This is not just Archilect and PT. It appears to be connected with many other things too. We've been told there are other groups than us solving the same thing, and we're all unaware of each other. If you go, If you or your group have been investigating similar themes, let me know. So someone says CTSG, is that you? Never thought I'd find you here. So if you use, so there's this communication between these people addressing this, uh, again, still as so far un, unconfirmed ARG. And I hope it stays unconfirmed for a while because I think those are the best ARGs where it's like, what is this? You know, and then later the studio comes out and says, yeah, this was us, you know, like the, I think Halo did one, the bees, or was it the Alpha Lupi um, constellation uh, poem? Although I think that was, you know, pretty established early on that that was Destiny. Um yeah, so that might be really cool to see that come together. And uh, what else? What's another good one? Uh, District 9 did a good one as well. I'll, if I think of it, I'll, I'll include it in the next entry. Next entry, or next item. Bao and Bad Genius Directors visit Kojima Productions. A new passenger aboard, this is from four days ago, user Metalina Jack. Baz, uh, which is Natawut Punpiria, the director of Bad Genius, has visited P uh, Kojima Productions. He was kind enough to write the message on the kitchen board. Thank you very much. So I'm doing a quick Google here. So Bao is another film. And uh, uh, she also visited, the director of this film also visited this one here. Domi Shi. So it is uh, is a 2018 computer, an computer animated short film written and directed by Domi Shi, produced by Pixar Animation Studios. It was released with Incredibles 2. All right. Very interesting. And you can go online to find that one there. So I just love that. I just wanted to mention that two other people have joined the sort of uh, now by now pretty iconic um, uh, Kojima Corridor or, yeah, Luden's Corridor photograph sessions, which now I... Or it's already out of date. Like I compiled an Imger or Imger album of all of the uh, people who have visited, and uh, the last the last one I had done was um, uh, it was Conan, you know, uh, Conan O'Brien. So I I was up to there, and now I have to add the others. So I'll do that too. And that brings us to the end of this week's news theories. Let's begin. Our first theory for today, posted thirteen days ago by Babylon underscore M. Death Stranding is probably in the last stages of development. Recently, one of Kojima's statements regarding the development status of the game had kept my mind busy for a while, so I decided to look into it more. I now believe that I have a good understanding of what's probably going on at Kojima Productions and how the development of Death Stranding is advancing. I think the game is in the last stages of development, and we're getting closer and closer to the scheduled release date. So it was around the Tokyo Game Show that Kojima said, said this about the development of the game. At the moment, we're in the phase where I'm holding the controller the whole day, embedding new elements while playing the game. Source IGN. This sentence sparked a thought in my mind that I've seen or heard this before. A little thinking, and I've remembered on the Metal Gear Solid 4 documentary, the one that was on the second disc of the special edition. The documentary, named Hideo Kojima's Gene, depicts the last few months of the development of Metal Gear Solid 4. Here, Kojima is doing exactly what supposedly he's doing right now with uh, Death Stranding. Checking the game, making notes on what I see, and asking people to move an item to the right or left to, make some, uh, to the right or make something sound like this. The game I'm talking about, 
Metal Gear Solid 4 has come together. But it still needs the polish, the polish that Kojima is known for. He continues on in the documentary with, while addressing the entire studio. We have, we have to wrap up development in the, ne- in the next few months. These months amount to about 50% of the entire game. I, the reason I smile is because uh, the idea of, uh, you know, the next few months from now, as in where we are now in 2018, almost coming on December of, the, you know, in the next few months, the game being ready, it just brings a smile to my face. They're in the last few months, but the development is far from over. He goes on to say, we're in the last two to three months of development now. This is where we polish the game. There are certain things you can't grasp until you bring all the parts together. And according to Kojima, Death Stranding is exactly at that stage of development, as we can read in the translated article by IGN. This means development has surpassed the the phase where he looks at what individual staff members are doing, and is now looking at how the project is coming together as a whole. Based on that, we could say that the elements, the systems, the mechanics, and mostly everything has come together. Death Stranding is probably playable from start to finish. They're polishing the game and debugging it at the same time. One interesting thing is that both games, Metal Gear Solid 4 and Death Stranding, had to deal with one, one kind of similar problem. At the Tokyo Game Show, Kojima said that because of the voice actor strikes, they're still recording some lines. He's actually saying that, that it, could, it should have been over by now, but it isn't. But he reassures everyone that this has not affected the schedule and no changes to the release date has been made. The same thing happened while developing Metal Gear Solid 4. Kojima decides to re-record some of Sunny's lines while the game's development is basically over and Kodekado is trying to halt the revisions because revisions result in more bugs. But in the end, Kojima does his thing and there's no delay. Ultimately, I'm speculating that Death Stranding is also in the same phase that we see in the Metal Gear Solid 4 documentary. I never thought I'd say this, but my favorite Metal Gear Solid is Metal Gear Solid 4. It really is. And not just because of this connection here. I just love the gecko. I love the weirdness. I love the... I played. I just have the most vivid memory of uh, of playing that game in particular through to the end. You know, that's just me, my my personal side. Um. Yes. Yeah, so he continues. They're wrapping up the development. They're polishing the game, fixing the bugs, and at the same time adding those little details that Kojima wants. As to why Kojima has not shown a lot about the game prior to release, I think he doesn't want to. After this year's E3, I mean, also a little bracket here. He did mention about you know he posted a comment on Twitter with a picture about um, Stanley Kubrick and his non-marketing approach to marketing and how that that, that ratchets up uh, anticipation even further because of that absence of information. And I strongly believe that that is the best kind of marketing because it engages people's imaginations instead of saturating them and uh, ends, ends up less work for you, uh, more work for people's imaginations, more devotion, more uh, click traffic. You know, I mean, think, uh, th- to think of the amount of times I've Googled something like, you know, Death Stranding or Bloodborne or Dark Souls simply because I'm looking for information and it's not being spoon fed to me. Um, it's it's the most, it's my favorite way. And, and again, it, it encourages people to, to sort of wake up and uh, think for themselves investigate research and educate themselves it's just the the most like intelligence of the audience respecting kind of uh, approach you know and um yeah encouraging people to just get all like uh yeah eclectic essentially and um, well-rounded and like learning new things and going into something with uh with so much more dimensions you know than uh, than if you just got fed the same thing over and over look forward to the thing look forward to the thing you know so i love that nuanced and respectful approach that's just me so, they're polishing the game, fixing the bugs, and at the same time adding these little details that Kojima wants. As to why Kojima has not shown a lot about the game prior to release, I think he doesn't want to. After this year's E3 in an interview with Variety, Kojima says that 
We live in a time of social networks. In this time, people just want immediate answers, but not only answers, they also want to know what they feel. This is good, this is bad, this is a game I should like, this is a game I shouldn't like. They want answers for what they should think. Kojima is against that. It's like a math problem, where knowing the answer is not that important. The important thing is the process of getting to that answer. I don't want to take away the most fun part for the players. Exactly, completely agreed. I suggest everyone... Uh, to watch the Kojima's uh, Gene documentary. It's one of the best video game documentaries I've ever seen, and it's one of the few ones that honestly depicts what's going on in the studio. I, I've, I've been percolating on wanting to watch that one for a while. I've had it sort of come up in my recommendations. I've added it to watch later, and it's just a great vi- revisitation. I actually enjoy revisiting the making of documentaries of uh, games, but also um, uh, albums. So I visit like the Mastodon, Blood Mountain documentaries when I go back to um, and there's an old clip from like a demo disc interview uh, with the, the folks playing, making the, the first Kingdom Hearts, which I love so much. And uh, I actually have heard it so many times that like the rhythms of what people are saying is uh, in the interviews and the cuts and everything is just so ingrained. So, um, yeah, so I, and yeah, I, I've been meaning to jump into this one, so I might do that. Um, so there was a little thing I wanted to address. Someone mentioned uh, some criticism about when uh, Kojima said about, oh, it's like a math problem. You don't want to worry about the answer. No, no, no. Again, this isn't, this really isn't, um, uh, yeah. So you've seen how much on, 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 on some level Kojima likes to explain and dive into and, and add detail to his world to his world with like with, with Metal Gear and going and creating those fictional histories and timelines for the philosophers and, and, and as detailed as uh, Metal Gear is. Um, so some people are saying, well, now he's, he's uh, disappeared into his own creative process and he doesn't care about... No, 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 no. It's, it's very much... I, I don't sense that like at all from him. There is ambiguous, vague, surreal, dreamlike imagery, but um, dreams are fascinating. They are. And I, and I love them and I love having them and I love surreal imagery but um, I personally myself and this is probably why I relate to Kojima I don't like the leaving of something up to just like the isness of it which is it's fun you can do that sometimes but I think the other half of that is to is to eventually put all that together but it, what he's saying is essentially it's another way of saying it's not about the desti- destination it's about the journey but you do want to get to the destination it's true like you don't take that away because without the destination there's no journey you know so remember there's one comes first literally in chronologically the journey comes first and i believe it's kojima's way and, and my way of sort of supporting that and saying that like yeah literally the journey comes first it is the most uh, like the thing that brings the most change and the bring, that brings the most insights and excitement and new experiences. Destination is beautiful. Again, it's why you go. So you need both. You know, the one can't exist without the other. Amazing. So I know I love this whole thing. I think it many, very, and very much speaks for itself. And uh, I actually, I'm going to put you, my friend, at above... 60% with my with my um, belief in what you're in what you're saying about the uh, game being that close and again as I said 2019 so let us quickly check our recording time um, I might have to start uh, wrapping things up I have a few more theories here for uh, maybe next week um, or next recording I might do a supplementary one after this because um, there are a few uh, seriously there's a lot I, th- I just have to dash and do something now so one, two, three, four, five. There's at least ten more. So, but I want to shout out a few um, folks uh, in other sort of areas that have um, in the community activity. So, that brings us to the end of this particular entry's theories. Art. 
this is copy this is um looked into uh, around around the web but you know i, I as i say i mentioned um, uh, as i mentioned early earlier in other uh, episodes um i mostly sort of stick to the reddit and here we go user seven ice art golden mask fan art so it's uh, basically the man with the golden mask with his hands raised it's incredible i love it it's so cool and um, well done to you upvote to you my friend and you made the show so there you go Next one I have is uh, user Rick, Rick Riccioli. Uh, my friend did an awesome fan art. It's a, just a beautiful watercolor. Very good year, I ask if you know that band um, of uh, an, uh, a whale, just a humpback whale, um, sort of almost starting to do a backflip with uh, Sam there in the foreground. Incredible, beautiful. So thank you, my friend. Uh, then we have user Audio Rocksteady. This is a beautiful, beautiful piece. It's very... Yeah, almost like distressing is the word that comes to mind, but uh, surreal, but beautiful and incredible. And I love it. It's so, so wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to just let people visit that one there in the description as well. It's just needs to be seen to be believed. It's inspired by Death Stranding, but it's absolutely phenomenal. Last one for us for this week is uh, just a beautiful uh, uh wallpaper for the man in the golden mask by user scholar of first flame that was 17 years 17 days ago so thank you for that one there and that brings us to the end of this week's art and to this week's show i hope you enjoyed it and as mentioned at the beginning of our program this evening if you would like to ensure that this show and interactive artistry can continue growing into the best version of themselves that they can be Please consider pressing the like, share, subscribe, or bell notification icons, or becoming a patron, which grants exclusive perks, early access, bonus material, and much more. I have been your host, Albert, and I hope you all have a lovely remainder of your day. Until next time, bye for now.